Welcome to the Triple M Brisbane podcast for Tour de Brisbane, sponsored by Transurban. It can only happen once a year. The city is closing its roads just for you. Grab your bike and join the race. The Tour de Brisbane. Info at tourdebrisbane.org. All right, here we go. Everybody get ready in Top of Caxton Street, home of Suncorp Stadium, Lefties, Gambaros, and the Caxton Hotel on 104.5 Triple M and the Listener app. This is Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo, and Dan. Triple M Breakfast. Now, the code word yesterday that we had a bit of awkwardness at the end of the show there was Dicky. Funky or Dicky, apparently, you guys decided was the code word you could text through. That's not today's code word. Why Dicky? Is that to do with my enlargement? I think yeah. so. Yeah. It was your enlargement and Jamie's enlargement as well. Jamie got the three inches. No, Jamie's got three total. Three total. He got it taken up by one yeah. to three. But so before that, it was inverted, so I had oh, to pop it out. He got three. taken up four to three. three yeah. just, just quickly, you realise he's our boss, yeah. Jamie, and it was his 10th wedding anniversary yesterday when you made him come to work and fill in for you. Yeah, didn't they want to go see Matchbox 20 the night before? And I fucked mm. all that up too. Yeah. He couldn't drink any IPAs. His wife his wife said, nothing better than being awoken on your 10th wedding anniversary by an alarm and your husband has to go to work <laughs> to fill in for some guy having a pretend dick operation. I mean, we suggested even that Mardo came in after his hernia operation, mm. which was a real operation. Mm. You just had a procedure. procedure. Mardo's was in the morning. You got yours done at like 6am, you coward. I, I punched it through to the afternoon. I was under Nil. general anaesthetic. I was lucky to leave. What was the hardest part? The fasting? Yeah. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. The operation was quite nice because uh, I had the twilight stuff, which just makes you feel wonderful. Mm. A bit punch drunk. Can you get a hold of that sort of gear after a couple of beers? Just take some of that. Do the doctors... Do some oh, I can introduce you to some people. Some <laughs> uh, but interesting enough, Daniel, um, it was a vein in your testicle. That a varicose seal. seal. See, I told you it was varicose. a seal. No, but it's C-E-L-E, varicose seal. It's just, it's just a pooling of blood. In your testicle because some of the veins are faulty, but a bunch of my mates have them. But They'd they went in through your neck. Me. Unbelievable. you got a hole in your neck. Yeah, that's the only place of entry in my neck. They go down your jugular vein into your ball bag, fix it up, come out. They just shut a road off. It's so incredible. one of the veins now, there'd be platelets and white blood cells in my bloodstream mm. going, fuck, we used to take it right here. Yeah. And now the road's shut. you to turn around and go back. Was it deep Detour. In, was it deep in your ball bag? Or you know how we used to do flies eyes? You know how you, you used to stretch your um, testicular don't sac? look at me when you say that. No, I Sorry. don't have balls. I never um, did that. But it looked like flies eyes. <laughs> Very bottom, Marto. Lowest point of gravity. So why did they go through your neck? Why didn't they just go through your because, ball sack? Well, they didn't seal that vein off. The vein they sealed off is up a bit higher oh. because the blood leaks down oh, because okay. of gravity. Heaps of blokes listening now would have it. It feels like a bag of worms. Varicocele, it can Ooh. make you... Um, You're not going to tell me you want blokes eggs. to feel their nuts. Do you want to see it? No. Quickly. No. So it can make you infertile. It's the first thing they fix if a couple's struggling to conceive. They check oh, if okay. the bloke's got a varicocele, they fix it up real quick. Oh, that's an interesting uh, side bit. But I punched through it. Mm. Annoyingly. Like, what a blessing to mm. be... Um, Still managed to get two through, through the keeper. I know. Frustratingly. No, they're great. I love my kids. Welcome back. Mm. Richard from Carolee writes... What are you really earning? Remember we were talking about that on the uh, podcast? I'm a sole trade, a professional oven barbecue cleaner. Oh. Woo. Hold on. Is it, uh, that is the worst job, though. I would pay someone to do that. Mm, that is the shit. We've job. had it done once at our place years ago. An average three to four... What? Average three to four thousand dollars turnover per week before expenses. What expenses have you got? 
cleaning cloths and sprays. And newspaper. Overheads are low. Starts at 30 a.m. Yeah. Finished by 3. Average 13, 15 jobs a week. It's hard work, but worth it. Wow. Richard. I'm going to become a barbecue cleaner. Good on you, you know what's a good job what? is those um, the building inspectors that do the building inspections. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, the building, building and pest. Filmed, f- hand 1500 bucks over the, to building them. Building and pest. They do it in within oh. an hour. They just uh, dig, tap, dig, tap, tap, tap a few walls. Tap, tap. My oh, brother, there's a low-lying beam there. Unsurprisingly, my brother had to quit that job because um, obviously they want stuff certified that wasn't up to code. And he just started feeling really uncomfortable with being made to go, hey, mate, we need this certified, hurry up. And he would have to rubber stamp it. Mm. And he's like, but that's wrong. That's wrong. That's not up to code. They're like, yeah, okay, dickhead, hurry up. So why couldn't he just say, no, it's not certified? They still have to pay you anyway for doing the work. He just felt the pressure get to him and he just quit. He Mm. hated it. That Mm. industry just had so many people, just the pressure applied to those I think they pay a fair bit of insurance to cover their ass too. Anyway, I'm not an Mm. expert. Amanda from Wynnum West, Mm. Steve Wilson, we had him on. Your mate, Olympic Mm. Stadium idea. Love Steve's idea. It makes so much more sense. Optus Stadium in WA was built where a golf course used to be and that is a fan. Fantastic precinct. And what's it near? Casino. Yeah, baby. That's yeah. the secret. Put stadiums near casinos. And hospitals. Oh, this would be huge. Yeah, there's one there. Yeah, <laughs> a few punch-ups after the footy game, yeah, you can go straight to true. Royal Brisbane Women's. I'll mm. sort you out. Um, we need the code word for today. Centipede. Centipede. There you go. Text Cent- Cent- Centipede. Text it through to 04841045. That'll get you to see Peter Garrett. We're going to get this Thursday theme train rebranded, Song Centipede. It's going to happen. It's pretty much done, isn't it? You're on a mission. The listeners have decided Mm. it's a Song Centipede. Call Mitch up. Actually, the podcast comes out about 10 a.m. He'll still Mm. be on air. One triple three five three. Call him up now and just yell out Song Centipede. This is Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. Brisbane as... Lists are being compiled. Papers being run into the oh, studio. Been run in. Gee, it's like election night, isn't it? The Alex and Working Snowy. hard behind the oh, scenes. This is a tabulating in the back rooms, but we believe we've finally got it down to a top three for week five of this. Triple M's best of Brisbane. Did you just tell me the most number of votes and nominations for any category so far, and that includes burgers, includes uh, bakeries, includes sporting clubs and butchers? It seems like uh, our Triple M community love to eat and love food and love supporting their local community uh, shops and butchers, etc. TripleM.com.au is where you need to head to right now because we have the top three finalists can we of get best to them? pizza in can, Brisbane. Can we give some of the other ones that didn't make the top three just outside of all the thousands of votes? Funketeers Pizzeria in Chermside. Well done, Funketeers. What a great name. La Prima Pizzeria in Springfield. La Prima Pizza in Springfield would be our probably our top four. Oh, yeah, they they had a heap out. of votes. Luigi's Pizza in Park Ridge. Three Black Bears in Tingalpa. Three Black Bears. Mm. Right, a great name. Zorba's Pizza at Clontarf. Big Boss Pizzas in Rochdale and Big Papa's Pizza in Kamira. All highly commended pizza shops. Well done. There can only be three finalists, though, and and these are the ones you need to start voting on. There can only be one winner tomorrow as well, Marto, so keep the votes coming in. TripleM.com.au. Random voter wins $1,000 cash. Now, the moment of truth. Margot Parker, would you like to go first? Yes. uh, We spoke to him earlier in the week. It is Lewis from Mosaic Pizza at Shayla Park. Well done. Well done. Congratulations. Lewis, uh, you and Mosaic have found yourself in the top three best pizzas in Brisbane. Plenty of votes coming his way, triplem.com.au. I asked him 
what the best pizza on the menu is. The taste of Tabla is our signature pizza. It's a tandoori chicken pizza. Oh. Basically butter chicken on a pizza. But once you've had one of those, you'll come back the next day for another. It's got a nice thin crispy base. Crispy, it's got like a, uh, a nice uh, secret sauce on there that I can't tell you about. You need to come to the best part of town. It's called Shaler Park. Yeah. We're just behind the Hyperdome. All right, so there's the first one of Hold the three. On. Butter right? chicken on a pizza. Bryant's Come Road, Shaler Park, get amongst it. All right. All right, am I going next? Yep. All right, number two in the top three best pizza in Brisbane. Week five, Triple M's best of Brisbane is... Congratulations to Proper Pizza at Jindal Lee. Greg and the team there, same deal, Margot. What's the best pizza on the menu? The gorgonzola pear. Uh, you got uh, poached pear, wine poached pear, gorgonzola, um, yeah, beautiful Italian blue, uh, walnuts done in honey, balsamic glaze, uh, rocket. Yeah, no, it's a bit of a different pizza, that one. Beautiful. That, that sounds, sounds like, interesting. It sounds like my kind of pizza, a bit of prosciutto on there, and yeah. away we go. Smelly old pizza. Right. I love but gorgonzola. Get it in your mouth ASAP. Blue Proper cheese. Proper pizza. That must be all the centenary suburbs will be voting for Proper Pizza at Jindalee. I went down to Milton at Arrivederci, a, what I would say was... It looked like it was straight out of Rome. Now, I lived near Rome for a couple of years, and that's why I thought this would be interesting. This Dave, the owner, his parents, both born in Rome, came out and opened the shop 30 years ago, same shop. Some of the furniture might be the same because it's just traditional. That says traditional pizzeria. His, His... all right, I, I wasn't that hungry, but I went, yeah, I'll grab something, Dave. What's your specialty, I asked him. Rivadurchi special, Boy, 100%. Is what is it? There's not much on it, but it's just, it's all the fat that comes out of the, 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 the beautiful salami, palms and cheese, bacon, put a basil pesto on it, it's all you need, and it is... Oh, mate, my wife would love mate, that. One of, those, one of those a week, and you'll die happy. You might die young, but you'll die happy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I went from Milton across to Newstead Bunnings, and I had to sit in the car park for 10 minutes to finish it off. It was just... There you go. It was the greatest pizza. I re- first time I'd ever done a review on a restaurant. I said the greatest pizza I've ever had in my life. Wow. Arrivederci at Milton completes the top three. Proper pizza, Jindalee Mosaic at Shaler Park. Arrivederci at Milton. Get voting. Triple M.com.au. Winner. 24 tomorrow. hours. That's it. And a random voter could win $1,000 cash. The best pizza in Brizzy. Week five of Triple M's Best of Brisbane. Triple M breakfast. All right, guys. Now, speak <laughs> Very slowly. slowly. Take it easy with him. We're about to speak to Corey Parker Margot, your husband, former Broncos great, highest ever point scorer for the Brisbane Broncos. He probably doesn't remember a lot of this, which is a bit sad. Fourth amount of games played in the NRL, 347 games. Well, you'll have to stuff. tell him that. Mm. Corey, do you you'll re- have to remind him the name of his kids. <laughs> Corey, do you remember that you played 347 games, babe? Uh, morning, guys. How are you going? Good to see that I can be part of a joke. What's going on there? I mean, we know CTE is very serious, yeah, and we don't want to make light of the brain trauma oh, and damage and injuries that yes, you've experienced. Yes, we do. But, but we will. But, but we, we will. will at mine. Well, how did this start? Well, how did you kick this, your CTE off? What's happened here? Oh, well, it was – I was on SCN Radio doing a, 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 a segment in regards to what Wally was doing down at um, – in Canberra, and I was asked the question in regards to, you know, were you aware that, uh, I guess, head knocks back in the day were brain injuries? And the short answer was no, because it wasn't presented that way. And you would have attested this too, Marto, when you don't got drag a head me into it, mate. When you got a head, well, you don't get head knocks in rugby, I guess. Um, when you get a head knock playing playing um, sport, 
uh, it was a badge of honour to get up and go again. And there was times throughout my career where I'd actually buy time on the ground just to try and, you know, make sure that I was all right. Because if I did stand up, I would have been, um, you know, sort of wobbly and, and the like. So, And that's definitely not the way to do it. And as a father of four, kids play contact sport. It's not something you want to do. Now, the side effects and I guess the symptoms of CTE, I absolutely display. So I'd be naive to think after 20 years of high collision in, in a, at the highest sort of level, um, there wasn't some sort of side effects. What are I those, guess, Corey? What, like, what, well, what are you feeling? Well, uh, well, there's, you know, forgetfulness. So when I text myself to remind myself to do things, yeah, that's probably not normal for most people. Oh, um, no, no, that's normal. Memory loss. Um, yeah, blokes are like that. You know, so, I mean, there is... There is a, a quite a bit, and the naive thing to, for, for most footballers would be going, oh, I'm all right. Now, we can't do anything about it. Yeah. It's still it's not until a post-mortem that when, you, you know, they cut the brain up and then they go, oh, yeah, you had CTE. Um, but if you're aware aware of it and you sort of um, across it, at least you can sort of deal with it a little bit better. So that's all, all it was. Oh. I'm not, yeah, we're all dying, don't get me wrong. That's Everyone's right. dying in the world. But t- some but, people um, are taking it seriously. Did you hear Sam Thayday? This is about half an hour ago on the Today Show. Yeah, we're, we're, we're finding out more and more uh, about about Corey uh, going forward as well. So mm. uh, a teammate of mine, I played a lot of football with him. So mm. uh, it's very, very sad to see uh, if, uh, <laughs> if this is happening in his life. Are you annoyed at how much it's blown up, Cos? It really has taken on a life of its own. Well, it's made it to New Zealand, mate. It's an international story. They initially wish you all the I best was, over there. Well, initially I was yeah, a little annoyed, but we were sitting at lunch yesterday and a guy sort of consulted me. He said, oh, I'm really sorry to hear. I was like, mate, I'm, I'm all okay. Um, initially I was annoyed, but what it has done, it has brought, has brought light to the situation, right. yeah. to be honest. Can, can we just... all the tough footballers out there who think, they're travelling okay. It's yeah. all right just to go. You know what? I do display some of this. Well, let's see how you go. You ready? This is from uh, this is a CTE test. I'll say these <laughs> words, and when I'm done, I want you to repeat them back in reverse order. Oh, Jesus. Triangle, cheese, arm, cake, orange. Orange, cake, arm, triangle, cheese, oh, cheese, triangle, cheese, cheese, triangle. Cheese, triangle. Yeah. We'll give it's you that. Not bad. Yeah, you got we'll a few give, more days. We'll give you that. Now, yeah, that's three out of five. I'll read it's you okay. a sequence of numbers. <laughs> that's a pass on this show. Yeah, bloody oath. That's better than we could <laughs> have done. I think you got four out of five, babe. But Margot tried five. to read them backwards and she failed. Um, <laughs> actually, is it possible that CTE is a sexually transmitted disease? <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> Have you given it to her? <laughs> Mardo's Thought on Sport. All loads... Re- oh, not all roads. All... All roads lead to Las Vegas. That's yeah. all. That's all it's about this weekend. Mm. What's What's on the wall in our studio, uh, Dan? Paddy Carrigan, mm. Payne Haas, Adam Reynolds, Ezra Mam. I assume we're missing Reese Walsh, Walsh comes tomorrow. tomorrow. This is all out of the career mail. If you're a posters. fan, this studio is looking like a 12-year-old boy's bedroom. If you're a fan <laughs> of the Broncos, these, these nearly life-size posters, they're in every day of the career mail. I'm sure you can get them on their own without buying the paper. But... Paddy Carrigan, today's edition. Wow. Impressive, aren't they? Have they made Renault look... Big, yeah, of course they have. They've blown him He's up. just Payne Haas's head is not mm. big enough. Yeah. Listen, I just want to talk about. There's maybe too much rugby league when there hasn't been a game played yet. Yet, Gordon Tallis, there's a there's an ad, addy. I don't know if it's an ad or just a story going around where he filmed something. He yesterday on Fiji Airways. I didn't know they flew to Vegas, but he flew on Fiji Air Cheap. with the trophy. 
with the oh. summons proven trophy. NRL trophy. He's taken it over there and it has its own seat on the plane. Gordon Tallis is perhaps, and this is good news for Gordon, he's perhaps the worst actor I've ever seen <laughs> in my whole life. He, he's just a little bit, he's got dark sunnies on, he's pretending to be the NRL head of security and that's his job is to uh, take the trophy everywhere. Gordon Tallis, head of NRL security, protecting this bad boy in Las Vegas. Here's, I can't go on with any more because it is just completely laughable. I'll let you waste your own is life. Is it better or worse than Corey and Dane Carlaw in the I hate those Storm players? Oh, it's up there. Uh, yeah, same Melbourne sort of standard of acting. <laughs> that was actually a good ad. The Thank warning you. signs were there early for Corey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Corey's on the show tomorrow. Shit. Our producer don't just told me. Him. Oh, all right, just don't tell him anything about that. Um, listen, uh, over there, the Manly Seagulls, they're, of course, playing on the weekend over in Vegas. And the American Journo's got to line up and ask a few of them, you know, they've all found them something, hey, come and talk to these blokes. And, uh, of course, you talk to Tom Trevojevic and uh, one of them wanted to know how he, sp- sp- he was having trouble with his name spelling. Spell my name. T-R-B-O-J-E-V-I-C. Trevojevic. T-U-R-B-O. That's how you spell it. Turbo. Okay. And the other thing that came out was Dobbo. Now, Dobbo's over there, of course, um, from our rush hour in the afternoons here on Triple M, but he's over there working for Channel 9. He thought he was doing a 60 Minutes. He had to sit down, and I've been waiting for this interview for some time. It was with the Walls. Kevin. Kevin and Billy, the two of them. Oh, I've never seen them. them interviewed together. Oh. I saw them on a press conference one, but I've always wondered what an awkward thing it is to um, – it was a really beautiful interview. Dobbo took it a little bit more seriously than he Mate, should have. Did, did he think You're he talking was, to a couple of footy players. Did he think he was talking to Barack Obama <laughs> and, or it was a CIA interrogation? It takes was, his job very seriously. No, it was like sit down in front of the interrogation lamp. It was, <laughs> real, it was really nice and, 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 and Kevin opened up a bit. Kevin Walters is just like any other parent. Every father thinks their their son's the best cricketer, the best league player, <laughs> the best swimmer, the best golfer. Yeah. All right, so I'm no different there. Yeah, it was really it's nice. nice. Yeah. When we sign players and make decisions on who we're signing, it's in the best interests of the club. I genuinely believe that Billy would be a good signing for the Broncos. Isn't that a tough moment when you're going to go, hey, I think my son's better than these two other two, two roosters? Because naturally here. everyone's going to go, oh, nepotism, he only picked him because he's his son. But oh I think God. Billy's proven that he's there because he's a talented footballer. You just used the word. So did Billy Walters. He blew oh. me away. If anything, it's probably worked in my favour because it's made me work even harder. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't, we don't want anyone um, giving him a sniff at all thinking that uh, there's a bit of nepotism there. Oh, good oh, work, guys. Nepotism. That is the longest word, word any Broncos ever used. <laughs> I was so proud of him. And Billy... Which means, by the way, for oh, people listening who don't know, what does nepotism mean? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> No, it means it means favouring your child over other pe- humans. Anyway, uh, Billy, what else? When I come to the Broncos, it kind of all fell into place. I was, you know, back home with all my family, um, playing for the, the team that I loved growing up and getting coached by my dad. Oh, that's so good. It's pretty cool. Being coached by your dad after your 12 years of age is so cute. Yeah, so cute. So cute. And Dobbo is so cute too. What's wrong with you? Are you actually microdosing mushrooms lately? Mm-hmm. You're so emotional since your hernia operation. Mm-hmm. The, the Toyota ad got him. Last the Friday, Toyota ad, yeah. you were crying at an ad. Where that was last Friday. I was on painkillers and I'll admit that. That, and that was fine. That was loose moments. Endo just, was good. This is genuine emotion. This is for, like, can you imagine your son? Your son's what, four years, three years of age? Two, yeah. Two. Can you imagine coaching him? Yeah. Oh, 
It's really special. Yeah, Can, he's. Don't you reckon he's not? Um, he's a robot. Oh, yeah, he's, you are. Yeah, he's you a robot. No, mate. You'll yeah. grow emotions, but oh, it's so nice. I yeah, love it. I feel a, a great sense of pride watching yeah. my kids play, and, oh, and even thanks. now Corey coaching while he's under 13s team for rugby league this year. Like, yeah. there's like a little grow a heart, mate. Yeah. Are you on his codeine? Can we get the meds it's out nice. of the studio, please? She's nice. got CTE. <laughs> Mardo, Margo and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane as. I don't know what happened yesterday when you weren't here. We, we ended up going, gee, Clive Palmer's uh, actually making a bit of sense uh, because of something he was doing yesterday. And then last night, did you see in Parliament? Bob Catter, to me, is starting to look like the most sensible politician there is. I love how he has a snipe at them. All right, come on. You've just seen the video. Tell everyone what it is. It looks like they've hired their outfit from Hogsbreath. Yeah, Hogsbreath, uh, a mascot. Bob Catter and Andrew Wilkie, who's another independent MP, oh, about him. have dressed up in inflatable pig suits. One of them was Coles and one of them was Woolworths. <laughs> no, Worthless oh, worthless. Coles. And cold. And cold. <laughs> so and they they're going farmers being gouged. Yeah, yeah they had and, they, this... and they're eating it out of a trough. Pig, <laughs> piggies in the trough. Yeah. Piggies yeah. have got their nose in the nose trough. In the trough. It was yeah. brilliant. It's walking so around, they were walking, <laughs> walking around. around they were proper parliamentarians, and those two were walking around. It was extraordinary. It looked like something like, from a bucks party. And there were those suits with a little fan in them that kind of stay. <laughs> yeah, blow inflated. up. They blow up. <laughs> what parachute suit? It was brilliant. How good is Bob Catter? That's so good. Are we just going to continue with the supermarket chain screwing the farmers down through the floor and charging the consumers a squillion dollars? Here he is. We're just going to continue. Here we go. With them screwing the farmers down through the floor <laughs> and charging the consumers a squillion dollars. I love it. It's him. no laughing matter, Bob, is it? Now, he wasn't laughing that time. Not laughing, but. <laughs> that is actuality. Do that again. But he's a grown man. He's, how old is he? 70 or so? He oh, is the best. So good. He is the best. And he held it together. Yeah, and normally he starts laughing before he actually makes the point. <laughs> yeah, Have he, you got any of that? He gives you a laugh yeah. track, doesn't he? let you know there's oh, a funny there's the coming. coming. We're entitled to the sexual proclivities. You know, you know, but I ain't spending any time on yeah. it because in the meantime, every three months, a person is torn to pieces by a crocodile oh. in North Queensland. Yeah, oh, oh, serious. Oh, Gear change, isn't it? around everywhere out there. Oh, wow. <laughs> so now he's on to pigs. Oh, how good is he? So yeah. good. How good. Triple M breakfast. Hey, there's been a bit of talk uh, around what people earn, and it's a very personal question. Some people like to talk about it. They don't mind. Some people don't like to talk about it. Uh, but there was a girl who did Vox Pops down the, the, the uh, Queen Street Mall strip in Brisbane recently, and she went around asking particular tradesmen what it was that they earned. I'm a plumber, about 40 to 45 bucks an hour. I'm a concrete pumper and I make about 1300 a week. I'm a scaffolder and I make 1.5k a week. I'm an auto electrician and a diesel fitter. I make about 120 a year. I'm a diesel fitter by trade, 120, 130 an hour. I'm a scaffolder and I make about three grand a week after tax. I am a coal miner and I make about 160,000 a year. There's some bullshit there. Did you hear the scaffolder? I'm bullshit. Three grand grand a week after after tax. Come on, scaffolders, one triple three five three. Call him out on that. Yeah, because we were kind of like some of those sounded. Call out a few of them on that. Some of them sounded, you know, like believable. Like you would think, oh yeah, that's about right. And then some of them, you go, Jesus, 130 bucks an hour for a diesel fitter. Like I know diesel fitters are are like rare as hen's teeth, but Mm. I'm. I thought I heard at top end 90 dollars an hour. I'm going to say. 
There's a difference between what a trade. What what if if you're a sole trader? Yeah, you're, what you're charging is what you get. But usually you're working for someone else. You're subbing for someone. They'll charge you out at a hundred dollars, but only give you seventy probably. I, I just don't understand why we're not pushing kids as much into trades, or <laughs> we've too. got a skill mm. shortage, or we've why got a, a are, lack of because they don't. Have, they're not tough enough to last four years of not getting paid all that much. But the reality is they don't have to pay hex fees. Yeah, yeah but then they go, well, you don't get paid to go to uni either. You've right. got to outlay all those. So at least with a trade, you're getting paid That's and you're gaining a skill at the same time. And then when you come out of your degree or your, you know, tradie certificate apprenticeship, you then can start commanding right. some decent money. I can remember my young bloke when he was second year carpentry, a heap of his mates, I think four of them who were at uni, mm. they all dropped out after first year of uni went, bugger this, they all became carpenters Tradies. as well. Carpenters, if you don't know, probably on about 80 an hour. Plumbers, electricians are on 90 to 110 an hour, maybe, 100 mm. an hour. I'm, I'm going to throw these out. You deny them, one triple three five three. Concrete is probably on 55 an hour. A tiler, shit if you can get them, 870. Um, here's me throwing up what I reckon is the going rate. Uh, landscapers, probably 55 an hour. Bricky, probably 60 an hour. Do you think people purposely go into certain trades knowing that they have a higher rate per hour. Yeah. Well, don't you, whenever you hear yeah. one of your friend's kids, oh, he's a first-year electri- electrical apprentice, you go, oh, good work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good well, work. that's how the market works, right? Like, if there's not enough of them, the money goes up, so people go, oh, that looks diesel, and they go over there. Maybe diesel fitting. Maybe they do make 130 an hour because there's none of them. Well, I told you when we were at the caravan park over that's Christmas, right. there were all these diesel fitters and heavy plant operators rolling in with they're big boats toys. and big trucks. Well, and I, I did the crunch the numbers on that, 130 bucks an hour. Yeah. If you do 40 hours a week and you yeah. do 48 weeks, Weeks a year, uh, two hundred fifty grand a year. So bad, huh? Pretty good. Pretty good. One triple three five three. Use a lot of soap. Particularly though. scaffolders. I'd like to hear from oh, because three thousand dollars a week after tax. That's mm. a lot of money. I want to know Is that if that's... every week, week on week on week. I don't know. Or blow it apart because when we spoke to traffic controllers last week, we said, "Oh, they're potentially earning one hundred and twenty grand a year," and they were all like, "No, BS. That's no one's earning that well, unless you're in the mines or you're doing late nights or pulling like ninety hours a week." So this, I, this open bloke, it up now because. Because they're all getting out of their utes. Some of them are already out. Quickly, give us a yeah. We want to confirm a few of these hourly rates or yearly rates, yeah. whichever you want. Give us help average each other out. And give us maximum, though. Because this scaffolding bloke might be working 65 hours a week. Marto, we I want to know what you're earning. So when I go into my next contract negotiation, I, you know, like mm. you don't want to oversell yourself, but you also don't want to undercut well, yourself. Well, tell them, do you? what am I worth? 22 an hour. You go in with that and just tell them I want at least that and oh. you'll be sweet. <laughs> but Mick from Cooper, who got on the burner phone, I'm a full time. Full-time PT. PT, but also a qualified carpenter. That's a strange mix. I do maintenance and small projects as a side hustle. Hire myself out at $100 per hour. Oh, my God. What am I doing wrong? Well, we got an earth mover to come in and, like, just to scrape away some dirt. He was 100 bucks an hour. Yeah. yeah. That, that seems fairly standard. There's, there's a lot of lot more costs because mm. a carpenter's got to buy all their own tools. tools. Same with the uh, mm. Bobcat guy. He's got to pay for all that. If you go 40 hours a week, full year, that's about 200 grand a year. Yeah. Just for reference. Ty, Burp and Gary. Hello. Hey, how you going? Yeah, good, Ty. What are you? What industry are you in? Uh, I'm a concreter. Okay. I run my own concrete business. Yeah. Righto. How much are you making? Yeah. Oh, I don't like to disclose that, but uh, concreters, they're on, like, a lot of them are subbies. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they'll be on 500, 600 a day. All right, so the so blokes, blokes are working on the high rises, you know, pouring, you know, every three days they pour another level. Are they they're the blokes you're talking about on five or 600 a day? Yeah, so in the concrete industry, there's a lot of subbies. Um, 
Well, that's what. What would you be paying? You'd be paying them that, but you'd be charging them out at eight hundred. Well, if you're working for a builder, um, oh. but if you're doing your own private residential stuff, um, but yeah, probably not eight hundred. But um, yeah, it's it's barely, a couple hundred on top. Built. A shame oh, no. here. This will blow your mind. We yeah. heard about a scaffold automating $3,000 a week after tax, and we called BS. Well, Shane, you want to set the record straight, mate? Yeah, mate. How are you? Yeah, yeah good, bud. Uh, scaffolding, we heard that gentleman say three grand a week take home, and we called BS on it. What do you reckon? Are you a scaffolder taking home some good money? Yes, I am, Margo. Yes. Uh, when I'm away on FIFO. I can make anything between thirty-five hundred to forty-two hundred a week. Jesus! Holy! Uh, now, oh, FIFA, are you talking mines, or where? Are you, where are you mean? What do you mean? Uh, uh, like uh, construction, hey. uh, outside construction, power stations, shutdowns, yeah. Um, yeah, maintenance on mines in but WA. Is that constant? All over the place. Constant work, though, Shano. Yeah. How many hours a week have you got to work to get that chain? Oh, look, that's ten to twelve-hour days, and yeah. that's seven days a week. Yeah. 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 You get a one day off for a fortnight. Yeah. Is is the industry still dominated by Kiwis? Absolutely, bro. Yeah. Oh, God. Triple M Breakfast. Don't you know Marto, Margo and Dan on the radio. Triple M Breakfast with Marto, Margo and Dan. We've got to talk NRL. We need you involved. One triple three five three. We're about to assign you a player in this. Triple M Breakfast. Payne Haas owning his giant mistake. I mean, when you make these mistakes, it comes with consequences and heavy ones. The NRL has announced its biggest ever crackdown on player behaviour. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be someone's got to be accountable for this. Remember what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. The Vegas player sweeps. My shoulders. Player sweeps. Think Melbourne Cup. One triple three five three. You know you get assigned a horse on Melbourne Cup. They're mm-hmm. completely random, and if it wins, you win the sweep. This is slightly different to that. The players are over in Vegas, Sin City. Might be some playing up going on. We'll run you through the rules up next. There is a prize on the line. So we need you to ring one triple three five three if you want to be involved and grab a player in the sweep for this weekend. Don't send us forty seven texters. We don't want them. One triple three five three. Sean in Tambourine, Rabbitoh supporter. Is that correct, Sean? That's right. All right. Well, let's give Sean straight away. Uh, Latrell, oh, be shoulders, Mitchell. There you go. You're happy with that one, I bet, mate. It's fantastic. He's a big chance. He's paying $3 to uh, win. Scratch him off the list. Uh, Matthew and Sunnybank, good morning. Morning. How you doing? Yeah, good, mate. You have drawn out of barrier two. Brandon, the hectic cheese. Smith loves a day drinking session. I was hoping for the cheese. Let's hope he gets really hectic for you, Matthew, and you can get that uh, Lord Alfred hotel voucher, all right? (laughs) Is that Johan? Thanks, guys. Is that Johan we've got? Or Yolan or Johan? Hey, Yolan. Mate, it's your lucky day. You've got Jared Wabria Hargraves. He's not even playing. That'll guarantee you he's already on report. (laughs) Yolan wanted Alfie. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, mate. You've got JWH. His weekend has started already. So, mate, you're in the box seat. You're one out, one (laughs) wide. Yep, good luck, son. Yeah, that's a ripper, that one. That is. Yolan, yes. Do you want to do a few? Do you want to? Read a few out here. Just just read. So say Lyndall in the gap. We won't put her on air, but do you want to just assign her a player here, team? Lyndall from the gap. Good morning. You have drawn out of uh, barrier six, Victor, the inflictor, oh, Radley. Radley. 
when he gets with JWH, like anything could happen. Hey, listen, I need to give this one. Have we got one more? Katoni Stags. This is a special, and you'd think, oh, his behaviour's all right since that incident out west, uh, but he's trying to show off in front of his little stepbrother who oh, he just made. No. So he'll be going all out to get arrested at some stage. Who can we give Katoni Stags to? Uh, Mel, can you refer to Mel. him properly, please? Okay, Tony. Katoni, the toe sucker Stags. Oh, thank sorry, you very thank much. You. <laughs> toe sucker Stags. He's trying to put that incident into the background, but um, if there's a female stripper enters his room, bang. Mel in Congratulations, Mel. Right, Mel, that's Katani Stakes. You're speaking of strippers. Uh, Dry Arrow will be on the list tomorrow. Oh, goodness. Lindsay, the toothless wonder, Collins. I think Alfie's in the sweep too. Uh, Reese Walsh and Jordan Ricky will assign those ones tomorrow. Same time here on Triple M. We'll continue with the Vegas sweep. Marto, Margo and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane as. The Tillaroos, the mighty Matildas, are on their way to Paris, baby. Yes, last Here night. I hope I'm not spoiling it. I hope we're not spoiling it. We crushed Uzbekistan. Typically that known. Might of European soccer. As a soccer powerhouse. Absolutely. That's what I think when I think Uzbekistan. I think soccer. Always. Sold out stadium last night, Marto. And exactly. There were 50,000 people at Marvel Stadium all going... When's Sam going to come on? Now, listen, newsflash, Sam's done a knee. She won't be out and bell the little kitties. Oh, no, Sam's not playing. Oh, geez, we're in trouble. How many people do you think Googled in the stadium last night? Where Where is Sam? Where is Uzbekistan? Where's Uzbekistan and where's Sam Kerr? They had Mary Fowler. How dare you? What about her? She slotted one. Mm, Oh, she slotted one. Well, everyone. Her 50th game, I think, they were celebrating. It was her 50th game. You're Mm. right. Everyone got to go. Wasn't the score 87 nil? Score was 10 nil, excuse me. And that means the cumulative, because we played away and here, it's 13 nil. We crushed those Uzbekis. Hayley Rasso, she scored. Hayley Rasso, I don't know if she scored. I didn't watch the second half, and that was the problem. What it leads to, though, is this will lead to disappointment (laughs) because all those little Tilly fans, all those little girls screaming their heads off, they now expect us to crush everyone, and they'll be bad, badly disappointed when we come against a team that plays better than a boys under twelve. So, Uzbekistan, if you're listening, any Uzbekis out there right now driving to work? Are we the Uzbeki network? I think. Can't imagine. We would oh, no, that'd be SBS Radio. Okay. Well, the, well. I hope they're not. If listening. you run into any Uzbekis at work today, tell them you stink because you're a bunch <laughs> of jokes. Who, you oh, have no stink. idea. Your goalkeeper didn't even know that she could use her hands. Somebody had to tell. Hey, what about four point five Triple M does not What's endorse this? or support any of the policies of Greg Mato Martin and will no way be held okay. accountable for whoever his actions. Whoever pushes that button, good. whoever pushes the button, makes that happen. I'm going to cut your fingers. Is off. Um, now, listen. I'm very Uzbekistan of you. <laughs> Where was I? This game. <laughs> you stone them to they death. do a lot of that in Uzbekistan. <laughs> this game will lead to disappointment for years for our, our girls because now they're used to victory. They'll, they'll, they're, we're trying to build resilience, and all we're doing is crushing Uzbeki soccer players. You were looking up at <sighs> Uzbekistan in the song, Mato. It doesn't look like a very appealing no. place. How many What's of those players are not going to return home? Remember when we had 11. the Cobb Games on the Gold Coast and the Cameroonians <laughs> just disappeared? Twelve of them just, like, didn't go home. They stayed mm. here on the Gold Coast. If you don't know, Uzbekistan is a landlocked nation in Eastern Europe. On one side's Russia, the other side's Kazakhstan. There is nothing to look forward to. All 11 players, I believe, have already... Already uh, emigrated to disappeared <laughs> into <Sword> West Asylum. <laughs> anyway, listen, what I do want to say is uh, at 7.45 last night, the score was 5 0, and then this happened. Now, Gori. Oh, that's a lovely little touch, and that's goal number six. 
Yes. Listen to that crowd. Uh, two minutes later. Cooney Cross a little bit less, but there's another. And it's Caitlin Ford who this time adds her name to the score sheet. 7 0. Even the commentators are born. 7 0. 7 0. Three and a half minutes later. Oh. It's a good ball in, or how did that stay out? Driven back in. Yeah. And there it is. Heyman is adding the finishing touches. Eight nil half time. I'm going finally. Normally I go half time show will be a beauty. It's nil all. But last night I went. This is going to be a great half time highlights show. There's actually some goals in mm. soccer. <sighs> That's your Matilda's report. Well, part of the problem with a lot of the Uzbeki players had actually gone left. They've already left. Gone. No one will notice yeah. if I leave now. I can get into Australian society. They just set up a bunch of those wacky waving arm inflatable mm. tube men from no, the car. They weren't even that good. <laughs> Australia only scored two goals in the second half. That's that lazy. Rubbish. That is lazy. That is rubbish. <laughs> Triple M breakfast. Hey, it's a real touchy subject, the Olympics and the development of all the infrastructure and stadiums and everything. And yesterday, we well, we tried to unveil the plan. Steve Wilson, who's one of uh, Brisbane's most important businessmen, he was the former chairman of South Bank. He uh, oversaw the development of that. You said he was your first boss. As, he, a, as an adult, You yes. were a stockbroker, yes. Marta. You've had an incredible amount of jobs. Ago, but he came out and made this wonderful, uh, I don't know whether it was an open letter, we'll ask him in a sec, but um, we tried to press a what he'd said, but uh, I thought... We might as well get him on because it was some of the better suggestions I've heard yet on the development of Brisbane. Hi, Steve. How are you, mate? G'day, Marto. And, yeah, that's true. You were uh, a great stockbroker. You were the smartest bloke we ever had, but oh, you really wanted to be a larrikin and you seemed to do that well. Right, you're, you're you must have Thank employed you, some absolute dead shit, Steve. <laughs> you Marto must be was so the proud. Best. <laughs> Steve, why, why the le- did you write the open letter or did someone ask you for a comment? Because, uh, And we'd love to get you to tell us how you see Brisbane developing leading into the Olympics, but how did it happen that, that you got your advice got asked for? Well, look, I, I was just talking to people, friends, uh, people who love our city and our region and, and just saying, look, we can't turn our back on this $4 billion of federal money. You're only ever going to get it once. Mm. In fact, you won't get it. Um, and people, so many people said, well, why don't you write in? You know, what you're saying sounds strong and, and passionate. So Jane and I got together and we just wrote an open letter. We're, we're wanting to have the debate and look, forget this nonsense of not having the Olympics, the greatest show on earth. Forget the nonsense of turning our back on Albo and, and ScoMo's dual commitment to f- fund half of it, which is $4 billion. You'll never get it again. Yeah. And, and But also build it for what locals want. And there's that great Kevin Costa movie uh, called Field of Dreams where they say build it and they, they will, will come. come. Yeah. Mm. Brisbane's actually the opposite of that. They're coming and we, we, we haven't built it. So we, there's 3.8 billion people in Brisbane. That's going to double over the next... 40 years or less. Uh, so we're going to be Chicago. And what have we got in our stadiums? We've got a Gabba that I love, but unfortunately it's the fifth best ground in Australia. We won't keep the first first test. We've got Suncorp, which everyone loves. I love it, uh, but it's too small. We can't get Taylor Swift. We can't get a rugby semi-final for the World Cup. We won't get the Matildas for, a, you know, any big game and win uh. the World Cup. Uh, that's the soul of, of Brisbane. We're a rectangular mob. Uh, and then Boondall's tired, old and in the wrong place. Yeah. So too to get epic uh, sporting stadia and, and entertainment stadia. 
So, Steve, some of your suggestions were what you mentioned, uh, but the suggestions that you made are going to save us a billion dollars as well. Marto briefly explained yesterday that perhaps the Gabba be knocked down and redeveloped into some sort of entertainment-style hub like, cent- what did you? Madison Square Madison Garden. Madison Square Garden, et cetera. Yeah, that's How would right. that work? Well, firstly, it's, uh, the whole thing saves $1.7 billion. I've had it priced by quantity surveyors. Yeah. I don't want to suggest that that's a binding end quote, but I've spoken to experts. But it's logical. So the first thing you do is you take the cricket ground and move it to a greenfield site. That saves you a billion dollars, um, and it doesn't clog up the Gabba precinct you know, for three, for five years or whatever. And, doesn't mean you've got to take out of school. Steve, can I jump uh, in first? So you build yep. that Victoria Park, you're saying, which is, what, a oh, one-and-a-half-kilometre walk from the centre of the city. Yeah. You build a new yeah. oval stadium there, and then you knock the Gabba down. That's right. That's right. So, and the great thing about a greenfield site is that you can move in. It's much easier to do it without shutting roads and all that. I mean, there's always con- problems or, you know, issues when you build something, but there are a lot less building a greenfield site. And what you do is you, you sort of tuck it in such a way that it doesn't consume the whole area of Victoria Park, which is huge. Um, you just use it to activate uh, what will be a fantastic Parkland precinct, which the Lord Mayor's come up with. It's very exciting, that Parkland precinct. But look, you mentioned South Bank. I learned, and we learned as a team at South Bank, that you actually need humans and activity or Parklands can become dangerous. So Park, uh, Victoria Park is a different idea to South Bank, but that principle applies. You've got to activate a park. Um, look, and the great thing about Vic Park is that it's a very short walk to the new Cross River Rail, and there's three or four metro stations uh, all coming in as well. So that's the other thing is that we're investing $8 billion in transport infrastructure with the Cross River Rail and then the metro system. Yeah. So you've got to build things where you build where you're already building stuff. Yeah. What what response have you had since um, since it was opened up to the public yesterday? Oh, very, very strong. You know, lots and lots of people have rung me and sent me texts and saying, Good on you mate, show that leadership. But one of the problems we've got is that an awful lot of people who share these opinions uh, they're either consultants for the government or the council or they're on some sort of statutory body. So it's hard to speak out because naturally you have an obligation to the people you work for. So that's one of the other reasons Jane and I did it. Is You're that, independent. Yeah, we're independent. And look, what we really wanted to do was get the debate out onto the table. We think this plan's good. It's We're calling it the Golden Triangle because I didn't finish talking about the Gabba because that's important. The Madison Square Gardens idea, and I just picked that because it's the same size, is basically Brisbane Live, as it's often called, which was going to be built on Roma Street. You can't do it. Uh, it's just too crowded there, and it'd be, it's got a ton of problems. Now, look, if, you, if money was no object, sure, you may well do it. But by moving it into the Gabba, you activate that precinct. You've already got a floor plate. You connect up with the Cross River Rail cause the development of the whole Wollongabba precinct for housing. You join up the arbour down Stanley Street all the way, the Great Arbour, which is one of the icons of Brisbane. You don't so have you, to lose a school there, Steve, that school. No, that people, you know, you can keep that, you can build around it. That's a exactly. wonderful idea. Steve, we've got to let you go, mate, but very much appreciate your time this morning. That's sensational to get people talking. Thanks, guys. Love you, you.
A non-politician. Wonderful. Thanks, Steve mate. Wilson, former chairman of South Bank there. We love your thoughts. Always text through 0484101045. Margo and Dan, you can listen in the car or wherever you can. Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. Hey, one of the best things about mobile phones is everyone's got them and when the shit goes down, they just hit film and you see some remarkable things. Like a helicopter crashing, and oh. I just went, I've written in my notes last night, I just wrote F-A-R-K, and they'll get up this morning and go, I wonder what, what happened there. What that means. Oh, God. Extraordinary pictures tonight of a tourist helicopter spiralling out of control and crashing in the most precarious of positions. As it fell from the sky, those on board the chopper filmed the moments they thought would be their All right. last. All right, so here's the, yeah. Ooh. They exactly. filmed their own helicopter Whilst crash. Spin, mm. they filmed, so we were watching filming from outside from about three different cameras, we Oh my God! She speedy was out of control, and then filming from the inside as well, <gasps> plummeting, spiraling to the ground, and inside this seemingly doomed Colombian chopper, cameras were rolling. Margot, it was like an action movie. Oh, you cutting, saw it? The, oh, oh. Mardo, I couldn't believe it. I was watching. They oh. got stuck up on the power pole. Have oh you got that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. calling people? So the building, they got wedged in between the building and a power pole. The, the helicopter was wedged there. They're obviously upside down like a ride. So it was like a safety net. It caught them. It, yeah. And, they, and the, the rotors had stopped and everything. And they're, well, actually, have you got it? Yeah. The phone call that old mate makes to his dad. Dad, oh, I just got in a helicopter crash. I'm stuck in a building. And I'm really high up. I'm going to live through this, Dad. Thank you. I just want to say thank you. Look, I'm stuck to a telephone call right now. Thank you. Thank you. Not oh, I love for him. everything. He's he's oh. claiming that he's going to live, but he's not really 100% sure oh, that he's going to live through this. At any time, the helicopter could get dislodged here and just oh hit the ground. And they're, they're upside, like Marto said, like some sort of bizarre, twisted theme park. Ride. So we're in we're in Medellin, which is the uh, cocaine capital of Colombia, which is the cocaine capital of the world. So I don't know. And that What are you... What does that have to do? I don't know. Why, why well, why is, know I don't know why I know threw that, that in. Uh, well, they said that's where it was. It was in Colombia. And I just, you know, you care a little bit less. Obviously, it's a rich American uh, who's over there for <clears throat> cocaine tourism. Okay, that's... 104.5 Triple M does not endorse or support any yeah. of the policies. Oh, yeah. Colombia yeah. is known. And will no way be held accountable for his actions. If we're not Colombia is known for other things, Marto. Not just step, that. Beautiful yeah, beaches, soccer, soccer. Br- the gonna, Brazilian bikini. But we've got to generalise. You can't be... When rich people have helicopter crashes, you know, listen... The tourist flight was part of a dining experience. Uh, Two pilots flying four passengers to a restaurant uh, where they're given a cocktail on arrival. uh, No drink tonight, but they sure have something to raise a glass to. uh, They survived a crash against the odds. Yeah, right. (laughs) Just rich people going to... Oh, don't we all go to dinner in a helicopter? On report and in the bin. I get stuffed. Don't have a spell, mate. They survived. It'd be different if they died, but... It wouldn't be for him. Rich people (laughs) taking cocaine lift. (laughs) Oh, great story. Get in the bin. I Come get on. stuffed. <laughs> Triple M breakfast. There's some sort of erection happening just here on yes. Coronation Drive. There's a big pole that's <laughs> being moved around, Marto. I, I know you love a bit of an erection chat. Mm. What? What is? Is it a pole? No, oh, that's a, a. It's a crane. See that crane? That's about a thousand dollars an hour to hire that thing, Margo. I think about maybe eight hundred to crane that be. You want to roll it up? That big black pole. Yeah. Is that a crane? Yeah. Oh. You don't know what a crane looks. That's like. off a truck. 
like that's oh. for trucks. So you've got something heavy you've got to lift over the other side of the building. You need one of them. It's 800 bucks an hour. Margot, that is on a 45-degree angle. If they installed that pole for a building, do you think they'd not go, boys, Oh, look on. at the Neville Bonner Bridge. It's got poles on a 45-degree angle. That's How do I know? so true, Margot. There's spires everywhere so all over true. the River City with the bridge, bridge river. You're right. If they'd installed that and there was meant to be a bridge there, the angle's the least of their worries if yes. they put a bridge on Coro. Maybe they're trying to put an overpass over the top of Coronation Drive so nobody gets caught in traffic. Well, anyway, that is a crane. Welcome. No. There's a lot of cranes in Brisbane at the moment. Um, I, I reckon, reckon I counted 26 before. All right. I used to say if you can see more than 20 on our skyline, things are going pretty well. The barometer. Progress. Yeah. Good crane chat, guys. Erection yeah. chat. Thank you. Lots of erections Congratulations to Daniel in Bridgman Downs. Listen to the podcast yesterday on the listener app and he texts the code word, which I don't think I can say on air. Why not? Oh. 23. Okay. 23 cranes. Yes, those code word. Can I say that on the radio? Uh, yeah, it was uh, Colin. Wasn't funky, it funky? Colin Miller. Funky. That's not what's written here. Funky. What do you got? Oh, we'll just go. Oh, no, it. there was one no, just code word in there. On, in honour of your surgery, you had your procedure. If well, you want we haven't know. talked about you, um, Willie Vane. Yeah. Or testicle vein. Thank you for the enlargement recommendation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still got the scaffolding around? No, I'm, I'm, I'm good to go, mate. Okay. Yeah, tripod, they're calling me now. We did promise earlier that we won't be talking about your hernia no. or your vein oh, any oh. longer. That's it. Now, you're done? Got it all out of your system? It's just the problem with your husband with his brain injuries that we just started talking about surgery. Oh, we'll need to, okay, he's got problems with Does his he need and to operate? We'll need him to um, add no. him into this, Margot. Bits and bobs, bits and bobs, Margot and Dan. If anything, he needs bobs. a reduction. It's so big. His brain. Need an extension. Oh. His brain. <laughs> well, now we're back to this. Erection chat. <laughs> <laughs> we better go. Hey, listen, what's on today with Mitch? Well, hey. Let me just say, get the podcast today because he can get you to Peter Garrett and the alter egos will give you another code word. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, moving on. <laughs> it's our favourite day. Yeah. Speaking of surgery. I think a man who knows a thing or two about surgery. stitching things yeah. mouth to anus. I'm almost ready to give up calling it Triple M's Thursday theme train. Look what's happened. Look what you've done. Calling about the song Centipede. I'm calling up for the song Centipede. Has the song Centipede, has that gone off yet this morning? Mate, is there a clue for the song Centipede thing? Is this the song Centipede? Yeah, I know what that Centipede song is, yes. Oh, thanks for giving me a shot at the Centipede song, man. I was just ringing about the song Centipede. Oh, I'm yeah. just ringing about the caterpillar of song, obviously. <laughs> Hi, Miss, it's Aaron. I'm calling for your song, Centipede. Oh. Theme train. Oh, they're on lava. That song, Centipede, you know it's true. Mate, I reckon oh. the song, Centipede, might be uh, the song, Centipede. I hope you're happy with yourself. <laughs> Ready to go, everybody. I love Talk to our listeners. Your anus. Talk to you tomorrow.